and welcome, welcome to, to sex, sex time. time. Did you just open a LaCroix or a beer? You know I don't drink. It's a LaCroix. LaCroix, please sponsor us. What's your favorite LaCroix? Coconut. Coconut. If I had a sponsorship by Coconut LaCroix, I'd talk about it all the time. I am drinking something that I've wanted to try for a very long time. Not your father's root beer, which is an alcoholic root beer. And I have, um, after this one I'm drinking right now, I've got one more left. And I have some vanilla ice cream in my freezer. So you know what that means. You're going to get drunk on ice cream. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, this is like really low alcohol. I'm not <laughs> going to get drunk. No, I'm not. Anyway, hi, Badger. Hello, Kelly. So this is a little bit unusual for us due to some circumstances outside of our control. This is the, probably the closest to the published date that we've recorded an episode so far. Yes, it's true. And I will actually be out of town and out of range on the published date. So we really couldn't push it any closer than this. <laughs> well, what is, what, what's taking you out of um, cell phone range? I am going to Lost Lake. It is my friend's 50th birthday party. And last year she booked a bunch of campsites up at the lake for us, for like 30 plus people. And I've been looking forward to it since like forever. Yeah. I'm real happy for you that you get to go do things in rivers and lakes and dirt that you like to do. I love that stuff. And I was telling um, a coworker the other day that I'm going to arrive at Lost Lake on Friday being a shade of like, you seem unwhite to me, but I'm not going to say anything. I will come back as a full, what's your heritage? Where are you really from? No, honey. Where are your parents from? Yeah, so where were their parents from? (laughs) Anyway. Impolite Island. (laughs) Yeah, people don't like ambiguity. They need to categorize you. Well, sucks to them. I am very biracial. Yeah. I will never fit in any box. Not the white one. Not the brown one. Nothing. Nope. Um, I'm I'm doing a DS9 rewatch and it's really reminding me that in all of the Star Treks, half-breed people just never get to have an easy time and that's always a big identity issue. And this is a federation of planets. In the future. Yeah. And it's like, it's a big deal if a non-human was even raised by humans. So I, <laughs> I'm watching uh, Mad Men for the first time, and uh, keep in mind, they're trying to be, <clears throat> pardon me, they're trying to be, I guess, true to the social mores of the era, but it is, like, appalling, <laughs> um, and there's a storyline with a couple who can't conceive, and they are, like, considering adoption, and the... Uh, the, the man in, in the marriage. Have you seen Mad Men, by the way? Uh, I've seen all except the last season. Okay, well, I mean, this has been out for like 10 plus years. So I'll just Yeah, go. no spoilers. Okay. It's so Pete, Pete and Trudy can't have a baby, it seems. So mm-hmm. um, they're considering adoption. And Pete's mother um, is of a, a dominant family, even though their wealth has kind of um, diminished. 
and she has forbade it for him to have anything but a natural child. So that's uh, stupid. Yes. Um, and the first episode really kind of hits you in the face with the like blatant sexism. You're like, oh, I'm so glad we don't live in times like that anymore. But you realize like we live in worse times. 30 years from now, they're going to be doing um, dramatic. They're going to be doing a dramatic retelling of the uh, first 20 years of this millennium. And it's going to be all low rise jeans people wearing feathers in their hair as extensions and it's like oh the president's admitted sexual like deviant so yeah um, and adulterers keeping babies in cages yeah we are in a fucked up country right now mm-hmm. we, we call it 1930s germany yeah except it's like way later in the 30s and here and we could have seen this coming but nobody did anything to stop it yeah i uh i'm getting my hair cut on sunday evening after i come back from the lake and i always ask my stylist to make me look like rachel maddow mm-hmm. he does a great job uh and now i'm i'm proud of having done that because i've i've established a hair identity as similar to the woman who is crying on the air about the child concentration camps so i really do look like her and I am uh, getting over a cold, so I can't really do much, but give money to legal defense funds that help uh, pay lawyers to go fight immigration cases and help pay the bond for people who are being detained while they await trials related to their immigration status. Yeah, and shout out to uh, ACLU and shout out to races. They, um, if they are found to be like, I guess having a standing for their claim of asylum, the government refunds the bond, which goes right back into that legal fund. So it can be like indefinitely recycling to help people who are in um, in the limbo right now with their immigration status who are seeking asylum. So I, I feel, I mean, I think slacktivism is uh, typically applied to people who just shout into the void and do nothing. But I feel like a real slacktivist because all I've been able to do so far is give money. But it's money that it will be used for a good thing. Yes. And if you can't give money, uh, then at least stand up to your friends and family. Yep. If they are okay with what is happening right now, then they are not your friends. They shouldn't be your family. I am estranged from both of my parents. Uh post-election and I don't regret that decision and it's it's darkly ironic now because you know what they support a regime that separates children from their parents so they can be separated from their children you know what fuck them right yeah and uh in a couple weeks we are gonna go um, provided there are still detention centers, we're going to protest an ICE detention center. Yes. So Either the one uh, downtown or the one in Sheridan. Yep. I feel like the one downtown is, like, see- seeing so much attention that it is actually, like, on its way towards not being there anymore. Yeah. The um, shout-out to Occupy ICE PDX have <clears throat> pretty much shut that down. Um, so in Sheridan, it's a, it's a federal prison, and they've got about 123 um, people who are asylum seekers. And um, it is getting some attention, but it's not nearly as uh, in a populated area as Portland. 
Yeah, I think South Asian asylum seekers. Yes. I believe so. Suck it, Deb. What do you think? What do you think of this? These are ours. Um, There were people putting a call out on Facebook for interpreters to help them. Um, And there's also, I I, I strongly encourage people to, if they have any resources they can share, they are um, also calling for people to help with the South border with people who speak um, um, languages of um, Mayan, uh, Mayan, um, uh, uh, I guess, basis. I don't know. I didn't know that there were um, that many. There are like, I think, four or five that are spoken by a lot of the people who are coming up with the border. So help out where you can. Yep. Anyway, do you want to talk about sex in the city now? No. Can we anyway? Because we committed ourselves to doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> Badger, you are such a good sport. <laughs> you only complain about it all the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but look at the great outfit. Everyone loves it so much. <laughs> so we have started season two. And this is the first episode, which is... Uh, take me out to the ball game and um i've kind of forbidden you from talking to me about the show when we're not recording but you did text me that you agreed with my assessment that the the fashion designer costume designer whoever in wardrobe is working on things does have a vendetta against cynthia nixon yeah like a personal blood grudge it's like all of cynthia nixon's outfits have been padded by amazon boxes which was the outfit that you hated the most? I think these coveralls. Mm-hmm. I think these like dumpy Howard the Duck coveralls. So let's uh, give like a quick, quick synopsis. Um, Everything is about balls, balls, balls. This is uh, a month after Harry has broken up with Big. Her hair has grown quite a bit in that month. A ridiculous amount. Some might say an implausible amount. <laughs> um, they are trying to uh, have a discussion about the best way to get over it. And Charlotte has this math that you have, you, it takes you half the time you're with the person to get over the person. So um, if you're with someone for two months, it would take you a month, etc. cetera. Um, uh, Samantha is still dating the guy with a small penis and she's not really weighing in on the breakup stuff she's just like go get fucked essentially and then um, Miranda's like oh I got over that ex real quick and the ex that she won't talk about because he crushed her and she's like pissed off that they won't pay attention to her about her palm pilot um, which is wow when's the last time you've had a palm pilot right so. um, yeah I think our, our youth group pastor had one <laughs> All of their appointments are in there. <laughs> um, so they go to a Yankees game. Out of nowhere, Miranda's a huge Yankees fan. Apparently, you can smoke at the ballpark. I don't think that's true anymore. Um, and uh, a foul ball comes and, like, they catch it, whatever. They pick it up off the ground. They don't catch it. Um, Harry has a press pass for some reason. So I don't think what she does is technically journalism. And they wait outside the locker room to get the ball signed. She takes, she asks the guy out to a show, blah, blah, blah. Then she sees Big and then she's crushed and she realizes she can't move on. (sighs) And then Miranda's like callous about everything until she sees her ex. And then she's like, I realized how hard it is to move on from someone too. 
Charlotte's boyfriend keeps groping himself unconsciously because he likes to adjust his balls a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Samantha's boyfriend with the tiny dick still isn't doing it for her, but she's trying. I but, feel like we barely need to talk about it now. You, you pretty much said everything. I'm exhausted from it. Can uh, I, can, you know, um, so we were both in debate. Uh, yeah. We had some team overlap, mm-hmm. some cohort overlap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Tori? Yeah, I love Tori. Yeah, we all love Tori. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were at Linfield, and I think she was judging, and I think I was competing. I don't think I was adjudicating at that point. And I saw her, uh, an abandoned uh, flow chart, flow pad on, the, on our team table. Basically just a yellow notebook. Uh, flow, and, flow is how you track the argument with notes, essentially. And on her flow, she had written in very, very nice handwriting, balls, balls, balls. I wish someone would make a joke about balls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the resolution was? No, I don't. I don't even know if she was doing um, IE or... A debate well it probably was a debate because they gave yeah. you ballots for ies um <laughs> you know knowing linfield which i have been to that tournament as a competitor and coach and judge like more times than i should have they probably had a sports topic because there was there was a constant recycling of a few uh sports topics like steroids and competition salary caps for players um etc etc and I bet that was probably one of them. Uh, who knows? But nobody was supposed to see the notebook. We had a good laugh about it. It does sound and very much like Tori. Still still referenced it years and years later. <laughs> I love it. Um, so there were a few um, assertions that were made in this episode. So maybe we can address whether or not we find them to be valid. Like Charlotte is very much all about rules, right? You play hard to get. You ate three dates. You this, you that, you the other thing. What do you think of her assessment of the, you have to take half the time you were with someone to get over them? I've heard that before, but that's a very arbitrary rule. Right. What if like a marriage ends after 20 years? Yeah. You have to wait a decade before you can start dating again. Yeah. And what does being over someone really look like? That's, it's a process that you can start and end whenever you want. And there are some people who might never be fully over a person. And as long as it doesn't, like, debilitate them, I guess that's probably okay. Yeah. And there's always therapy. Mm-hmm. Big, big proponent of right now. Yep. <laughs> so, um, Charlotte is bad at nuance. And context. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finds herself in violation of someone else's stupid rule when she buys her ball-grabbing boyfriend a pair of special briefs with a pouch, mm-hmm. a ball pouch. Mm-hmm. And he flips out and says they haven't even made love yet. And she's already buying him stuff. And where does this new... He, he goes with a slippery slope fallacy. And, again, another thing that could have been potentially avoided had they just talked about the issue 
Yeah. People are bad at communicating on this show. They are. She just said, like, hey, my dude, what, what are, why are you groping yourself? Is it itchy? Is it weird down there? Yeah. I, I think if I had gone out on a first date with somebody who was doing that to that extent in that public of a situation, I probably wouldn't go out on another date with them. Without asking. No, I, I'm avoidant. You know me. Oh, yeah. I am. Well, they've been going out for like months. No, they've been going out for two or three weeks. They've been yeah. going out for weeks. They were going out for three weeks. Remember, because Carrie says at the end that intruded Charlotte's form, she got over him in a week and a half. Oh, yeah. I always pay a lot of attention to every episode. Yeah, I know you do. Throughout the whole episode. So, legit question. The uh, baseball player, the new Yankee that Carrie goes on a couple of dates with, is he a contender for potentially the most attractive man that's been on this show so far? I would say so. He's the most angular. He, um, I wouldn't say, like, on the, like, global scale, he would crack the top 100 with me. But on this show, he's, he's probably up there. Yeah. No, I'd agree. So they're modernizing a little bit. I, I do. I think it's weird how they, um, like he he wasn't his name. He was the new Yankee, mm-hmm. and uh, Carrie's ex is never like whatever his name. He's big. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Do you have any guesses to what Big's name is yet? No. Was I supposed to? This was like. Is he like, I'm, my name is Mr. LaCroix and I own this fine establishment. Ship these ladies 75 cases of coconut. Man, if he was Mr. LaCroix, how fast would you be like, marry me? So we know his name is not Mr. LaCroix. Okay, we can rule that out. (laughs) You're going to be so disappointed the way that they actually reveal it. You're going to be like, really? That's how they did it? And that's the name? Okay can't wait yeah i'm not that invested in that oh he might be eventually Mm. what else is there to say about this episode i guess maybe i don't really care about miranda's plotline um what about samantha trying to make it work with this guy that like never satisfies her well i mean good for her for making it work it seems like there probably are things he could do and maybe she should be little more communicative about her current level of satisfaction i mean she tried using her vibrator yeah i think she should have um pushed back on that a little bit when he suggested that she not use it it i think it is out of her character to be this patient with his shortcomings pun intended this long Mm -hmm. she is uh, not one to waste time. But I guess maybe she really, really, really likes him. Yeah, he seems fine. And, you know, I've I've been there against my better judgment. Yeah, sometimes you get to a point where you're like, I've done this a lot. Nothing's really worked. I'm I'm just going to try to make this thing work. 
It never works. Wow. Samantha may or may not learn that. Maybe. I thought she already may not have learned that with that turtle guy. <laughs> that turtle guy. Um, is there anything from this episode that you liked? You were going to challenge yourself to try to find something every time. I liked the uh, the initial Palm Pilot speech about how they are identifying themselves in relation to the men in their lives and not as themselves. Of course, that was later retracted. Mm-hmm. But I liked it the first time. You liked it when she was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this season, we are going to meet a few people, um, one of whom we found via taking a BuzzFeed quiz about which of the Sex and the City boyfriends would you wind up with or something like that. And there, uh, the answer we both got was Steve, I believe. And um, you had guesses. I had asked you to guess who you thought Steve was going to wind up with. And at the time, you said Samantha. No, I think it will be Carrie, and I still think he's, like, a tech guy. Do you think we'll see Skipper again? Maybe with a gun. <laughs> From the top of a bell tower. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to see Skipper again. I have to say, when they had the, like, random people at the ballpark talking to the camera again, I was legitimately surprised. I thought that was only a season one thing. So, I'm sorry that they're still doing that. I'm sorry I didn't make it happen. It's it's the Adventure Time equivalent of when they do the the graphic, like the words flying out. I know you like that. I don't really like it. Lunchtime! Yeah, I like it. Sorry. Speaking of Adventure Time. You want to start talking about Adventure Time now? Yeah, I feel like this was a very average, kind of regular show episode. Nothing... Nothing really jumped out at me. I know you said that the series was going to get worse. But nothing that happened in this episode seemed worse. I think that the um, development of the characters and the plot are going to be... You're going to be like, oh, come on. A few times. A lot of times. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, we're in it for the long haul. Um, Only... This and four more seasons after this whole season, and then the movies, and then the Carrie Diaries to go. Yep. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, Adventure Time's even more, so. Let's talk about I, it. I don't know what we'll do when we finally hit the point of disequilibrium. If we um, run out of Adventure Time episodes, or sorry, if we run out of Sex in the City episodes, and we still have Adventure Time episodes... Let's let's ask people to tell us from Twitter what we should watch. Okay. To make up for it. Yeah. I'd be Please interested leave. to know what Taylor is wanting us to watch. This cat waits till we're doing this to misbehave. Yeah, because you give him attention. I give him attention all the time. I live for him. He's my child. And he's like, oh, this is a good time to claw the couch. Bulmo's a good boy. Whatever. Can you describe the pants you were wearing today? They are gray pants. They are Worthington's from JCPenney. We found them at Goodwill. And what happened to them? 
they're getting a little worn from age. And? And I had them altered so that they don't hit the ground at some point. And your rabbit ate, like, two big holes in them. Nobody barely notices that. Uh, okay. Whatever lies you tell yourself. Um, those aren't reflective of me as a a business person. Okay. Let's talk adventure time. They want me in fancy clothes. They pay me more money. (laughs) They want dress for the job you want, not the job you have. I want Will's job. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Okay, start wearing, like, weird wool sweaters all summer, and then short sleeve button-downs, or sorry, wool sweaters all winter, and short sleeve button-downs all summer. I, that's what I wear. And also have his entire professional background. You're working on it. He barely has a professional background. Oh my god, what if he actually listens to this episode? He would love it, and he's my mentor, and he's my trainer for the Hood to Ghost. What? Does he even run? He can, uh, he can train. Oh my god. Okay. I have a new mentor. Oh, who? Eric? No, no, no. I'm not going to say their name on the podcast because they don't even know about the podcast. But it is somebody that I like and respect quite a bit who's not in our department. So. Eric? No. I mean, Eric would be great, though. I like Eric quite a bit, but it's not Eric. I, I really recommended that to you. No, and that, and that came up in my discussion, but because of the type of work I'm interested in doing, um, I, I've, uh, we've approached someone different, and I will tell you offline. Okay. I'm excited about it, though. Good. I hope it goes better than your last one. Yeah, maybe it will. Let's talk adventure time. Okay. Okay, so the first of the two episodes we watched, I believe, is Finn Meets His Hero. Correct? Yep. Okay, and this is, um, do you know who voiced the, what's, Billy? Billy. Do you know who voiced him? I don't know. Billy Bob Thornton? No, uh, Lou Ferrigno. You don't know who that is, do you? The Hulk? Yeah. Um, I, I heard it, and I'm like, that sounds like Lou Ferrigno, and it was. Um, There's a character that I'm blanking on his name. He played Hellboy. Oh, uh, Ron Perlman? Yes. Mm-hmm. That he voices, and he does very, very well with this character. Mm-hmm. It's great. We haven't met him yet. Not yet. But um, you will, and it will... I think when you meet him, it's got something to do with Billy. Oh. So Billy comes back? Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you kind of summarize the, the, the episode? So Finn and Jake are out saving people, saving their buns. And uh, Jake finds a sword by scent and smells it and knows that this is the legendary sword of Billy. Billy the warrior. Follows the scent back to Billy's cave. And Billy's just sitting in this cave full of like dead TVs and loot. And they're, they're just like fanboying over Billy and talking about all Billy's feats and Billy in the in his dotage has become a nihilist and he's like yeah I saved that old lady from getting eaten by a monster she just got eaten by another monster so why why expend your energy on violence just don't do things 
So Finn and Jake are both very taken with Billy and they decide to go try his, his way of nonviolence. And they, they run into a guy who's being chased by a dragon or monster or something. And they explain that they can't help him by hurting the dragon, but they can, they can cook him a meal. And somehow two weeks elapse. Yeah. And what's up with that? They're, they're in his town and handing out free <laughs> gruel. And the gruel is very adequate. Uh, so this guy comes and drinks some, and all of a sudden everybody's skin starts to get all pebbly because Finn just dumped a bunch of like stone skin potion into the gruel so that people don't need them. They can defend themselves. They've got a, a hard exterior. And now this guy's problem is that his hands are made of stone and he's a cobbler. So Finn and Jake offer to watch his shop and he's, they're told not to cobble anything, but somebody comes in, they need something cobbled. So they just put a nail in the heel of this lady's shoe. All of a sudden the shoe is like shooting out knives and a lasso and those pointy things that the Raphael Ninja Turtle had. Oh God, what are they called? Uh, Anyway, the... Ninja so Turtle weapons. Yeah, they really <laughs> mess up. This lady's got like a murder shoe now and she can't go to her funeral like this or the person, her family funeral. And these other kind of hijinks ensue where they, they try to help people nonviolently and it's, it's actually hurting people. What did you think about this episode? Um, I found it affirming of do you remember when was this like the early 2000s there was this meme of knowing is half the battle the other half is violence no it was probably on t-shirts anyway um I feel like there could have been some more nuance on the like moral question it's like so Billy's clearly an absolutist on the like violence is bad thing but it's born of nihilism and I think there's a difference between being violent for violence sake and then using violent means for um, you know a good objective like Mm self-defense etc they don't really go into that they basically just come into the conclusion that violence is is useful yes um Sorry, I'm still very congested. My Sudafed has not kicked in. Um, I liked, there are a lot of really good one-liners in this one, and I might actually record a few of them and put them on this episode for us. But the, uh, the tiny, she a fairy, a tiny queen at the beginning, and she's like, me, 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 and they just like make no bones about it. They just understand her. <laughs> I like, I like that. Mm-hmm. That is like, um, I stand in for what the audience understands as well. Um, so there, there were some really good quips, especially that come from Finn in this. <sighs> Sorry, sniffles. I have the sniffles. Do you have any examples of quips? Um, where, so what happens? Something else magical happens and then Jake's like, could you use another magic nail? Oh, like, yeah. They uh, they smooth out LSP. 
Oh, yeah. Because she got a bathing suit. Now she wants a bathing suit body. <laughs> and, and they, like, trick her out. So she's, like, got a wheel. <laughs> and uh, she's, like, a cyborg, basically. Yeah, knives come out of her arms. <laughs> and, and Jake's like, did you use another magic nail? And she's like, yeah, I got three more of them. <laughs> it was just the way he delivered it that was really funny. Yeah, and then the, the cobbler comes by and he's like, whoa, LSP is the most attractive person I've ever seen. And then she involuntarily rolls away on her wheels, spitting fire. <laughs> um, yeah, I found this episode enjoyable. On the whole, I'm finding them more enjoyable now. Did you like the old dancing lady who gave them advice in the end? What was the advice? Uh, it was something about like using violence righteously and don't listen to old people. Oh, they're like, yeah, she's right. We shouldn't listen to old people. And like everybody was born to do something and I was born to be an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's my line. <laughs> then they take her back to to Billy to show her to show him his initial reaction is just like, well, that old lady's probably dead. No, she's no man. She's right here. She's loving life. And then she starts dancing around, and she like break dancing and dances on Billy. Billy lifts up his beard to reveal a hole that has gone through his body that's now filling in with their, uh, with their righteous deeds. His heart is reconstructing itself out of like veins and sinew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who thinks of this stuff? I swear. <laughs> I was telling you uh, a day or two ago how um, I rewatched the first two seasons of Rick and Morty, and I've kind of come to this realization that Rick and Morty is like the grown-up version of Adventure Time, because there are all of these like every single episode there are all these like side characters with these strange physical traits and abilities, and it's just like endlessly diverse. I just don't have this kind of imagination. <laughs> yep. What did you think of this episode? I like it. I I don't often go back and rewatch these very early episodes, so it's fun to remember how they meet Billy. Well, I'm excited to see Billy in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't laugh ominously at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Let's um I'm gonna look up the next time you see Billy. I think it might be it might be in a while, like end of season three. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Maybe talk. even end of season two. Could be Whoa. coming up. That's only three months from now for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean because I'm so excited about the first couple season two episodes. We could try to wedge them in and record on them tomorrow. Mm-mm. No, tomorrow's Froyo. We could try to wedge them in and record on them on Monday. Maybe, but you promised me Froyo. Nope, I don't like that voice. Nobody does. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm still so congested. That's not the voice of congested, and you have not been congested when you used it before. I'm 
sorry. There you, you go. You promised me Froyo. Well, I'll have to figure out Froyo because I'm writing in tomorrow, so I'll have to figure out parking. <coughs> I'm sorry, I just made myself laugh to the point of coughing. Uh, oh my god. At least does, someone's laughing. It doesn't help that it has been getting really hot here. It is uh, suddenly summer for like four days and then it'll be back to normal soon, but it is so hot. Yes, blessings for normal weather. Ugh, it's the worst. Okay. Next episode of Adventure Time. The Gut Grinder. The Gut Grinder. Like, fair to middling. Yeah. It's a weird episode to have as the season ender. This one, I think, has a simpler plot line, essentially. All these little towns with differently shaped peoples keep reporting that their gold has been stolen and eaten by the gut grinder. There's, like, soft people and, like, square people and sharp people. Um, And then uh, Finn is like, we'll figure it out for you. And then they see Jake and they're like, oh, no, he's the the gut grinder. And they're like, it's not Jake. Jake's good. But after a few times, Jake begins to believe that it is him. Like, Finn isn't watching him all the time. Maybe he transforms into the gut grinder. He doesn't know it. And then he gets put into a prison at the last town. And he starts to believe it to the point where he morphs into this, like, self-fulfilling gut grinder. The town of spiky people. Yeah. And um, he goes ape. And he gets huge. Um. And who's who takes the gold tooth from that weird pr- prisoner's mouth? I think Finn does. Yeah. As a lure for the gut grinder. For the real gut grinder. And while um, Jake is on his rampage, um, the actual gut grinder shows up. And uh, how do they take down the gut grinder? I don't remember. But it explodes. And for a second there, it legit looked like they, like, sliced open its stomach. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, 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 not like this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And all that, like, the gold spills out. And it turns out that it's the mayor's wife. Spiky town mayor. And she had dressed up like Jake because she thought Jake was cute. Uh Uh-huh. And she was stealing gold because she wanted gold. Sure, who wouldn't want gold? To buy stuff. Nobody else is doing much with it. They were, like, putting it in the middle of town so they could dance around it. Mm-hmm. It's not what gold's for. Yeah. Never had enough to try it out. I'm gonna make a point of finding some gold for you and seeing what you want to do with it. Well, I guess we could try dancing around. <laughs> Mad people wouldn't think we're witches or anything. We are witches. Yeah, we are. Tell people about the Rubik's Cube guy. Yeah, it was on the Max, which is our uh, above ground train system. And I heard two people talking behind me. And this lady was asking this guy about his Rubik's Cube methodology because she was also a Rubik's Cube enthusiast. And in like a matter of minutes, this guy had solved the Rubik's Cube. And then he handed it to her and said, go ahead and scramble it up for me. 
And then in another matter of minutes, he had solved the Rubik's Cube. A witch. Clearly a witch. A witch. Burn him. Apparently there's, he has like a whole method. And just that is his kind of pastime on the max. And he, he said he did, uh, he's a programmer. So the Rubik's Cube solutions are a little similar to programming. Huh. Well, maybe you could pick it up. Weren't you like learning programming language? Uh-huh. Huh. But I've never enjoyed Rubik's Cubes. Maybe you would if you could solve them. Maybe. If I were a nerd. <laughs> don't, act like <laughs> don't act like you're not a nerd. <laughs> you have Lord of the Rings inspired tattoos. You're a nerd. <laughs> Only one. It's a big one. It's not that big. And aren't you going to get another? Yeah, it's going to be a sleeve. So. But the top of the sleeve that I'm having done this autumn is Marcy. Uh, with the compass. Mm-hmm. It's Lord of the Rings maps. And Marcy is my compass. Yep. Anyway, um, I don't have much else to say about this episode. Yeah, all very, like, fair to middling episodes this week. Yeah. Well, I'm um, glad we've got this in the books. <laughs> I will not be around when it's released. It's fine. I never listen to these. Yeah, you might want to, because I put in my own um, additions <laughs> to episodes that you don't even know about. I'm sure it's really great. Yeah, everything I do is so great. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everybody likes me and respects me. Yeah. Yep. Nobody constantly insults me to my face or anything. Hey, at least it's to your face. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just real quickly um, give plugs. Okay. You start. You start. Fine. Kate. Emily. Oh, shout outs. I thought you meant like the media that we're watching. Oh, sorry. Shout outs. I, it's too warm for me right now. Shout outs. Kate. Emily. End of L- list. Lisa. Taylor. Will. Sam. Chelsea. Kristen. My friend on Facebook who is solely my friend and not yours yet. Alright, do you does it bother you that I have other friends? No, it bothers me that every other person in this list is someone we both know and I don't know anybody uniquely yet. Except one person who listens. Well, they're not all people we both know. Some of them are people only I know. I know them too. You don't know Taylor. I've met Taylor. Barely. Twice. And I interact with him on Twitter a lot. And we both have a lot of opinions about Queer Eye. Yeah, I have. I started watching that. It's fun. It is. He and I are in an argument about tan. Anyway. Um, okay, now let's do pop culture plugs. Or I guess pop culture. I don't want to call them plugs so much as like, what's fascinating to you at this time? 
Well, I watched an episode of Queer Eye. It is precious, like GBBO, but yeah. it is not GBBO, and I want GBBO back. Soon, I think September's typically about when it comes out. It's always out too late, and it's always out for not long enough. Yeah. I miss Sue, and I miss Mel. Yeah. We we uh, coordinate watching it at the same time so that we can text each other. Mm-hmm. And our conversations are like, Kate, what are you doing? Kate, Kate! No, you do the background <laughs> first on the cookie, and then you do the flowers. Kate, what is wrong with you? Basically. <clears throat> and then half of them are, oh, I want to eat that. You can't eat it. There's weed in it. But I still want to eat it. Uh, and, cardamom. And so Everything's cardamom. Yeah, last year, everything had cardamom in it. The whole season. Was, I did not object. It was ridiculous. I wonder what the spice of the season will be this year. Hmm. Rosemary. Huh. A very savory one. I predict lavender. It's not a Mm. a spice. It's an herb. Neither is rosemary. Yeah. I was self-correcting. I didn't critique you. Um... So I did watch Queer Eye as well um, over the weekend while I was sick. I watched both seasons, and I have to say it's it's pretty charming. There are aspects of it I think that are a little problematic, um, but it is still uh, overall a feel good show. Um, my pop culture shout out, um, I think, is going to be. Mad Men, because <laughs> I just started watching it for the first time, and I was sick for, and I still am sick, but I was very sick for the weekend, so I just basically sat and ate popsicles and watched Mad Men for, like, three days, so, yeah, enjoyable. Uh, my DS9 rewatch continues, and after this is done, I will rewatch Voyager, which I never actually watched the whole thing all the way, so it's summary some watch I've never watched uh, consistently any Star Trek I guess the most of any of them I've watched was probably uh, Next Generation I never really got into it my uncle had a model of the it's the Enterprise right yeah <laughs> I'm so tired uh, hanging from his ceiling for like ever <laughs> And oh. so I always associate that series with him because I pretty much only watched it when I was like visiting that side of my family. Anyway, stuff well, you don't need to... Star Trek is you don't need to know. is fun. I think I probably mentioned DS9 on all of these podcasts. No, I think you've been watching it kind of recently. Yeah, I guess last month, last month or so. We've been doing this for like three months now. I know, it's banana. <laughs> I made a Star Trek inspired cross stitch that's hanging in one of my workstations that I think turned out really well. It says, today is a good day to die. And it has a little pattern of a bat left that I found online. <laughs> um, I have not made any Mad Men art, but I did look up, how does Joan... Holloway do her hair. <laughs> I don't have enough hair to do it like that yet, but I am intrigued. It is an architectural thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nala's, Nala's out on the catio and she's sitting on the railing and looking right at me like, bitch, you gonna let me in? So I guess we better wrap it up. I guess so. 
Full Moon's being a good boy. He's just laying on his tummy on the ground. No, I think good. She's just assertively and directly letting me know she wants to be inside right now. Hey, Penny, being a good boy. Bonnabelle, perfect little girl. Kingsley's just lying on the floor, making himself as much surface area as possible so he can cool off. Simon, an excellent baby boy. I have Susu, no more. At home in any company. Wendell, a handsome man. <laughs> Angua, a Neapolitan friend. I have no more pets to list off. Benedict, a little guy with, he looks like a, somebody dropped an ice cream cone with a little heart-shaped nose. Hazelnut is actually Kate's pig. She's very polite when she asks for her biscuit. Phoebe is glamorous. Bones is made of spare parts. Camille looks like a little love goblin. Io is a beautiful cow. And there are two babies from that NorCal situation that uh, I haven't really got around to taming yet. Ralph the Mouse, Long Live Ralph, and the Bratty Ratties, and Fulmo. How many animals are in your house right now? 19 or so. They're tiny. That is so many animals. They're so small. I know, but there's, you still have to do the whole cleaning and the feeding and the attention and the hugs and the kisses. How do you get out the door? Uh, well, I've been late every day for the last two weeks. <laughs> because <laughs> Bonnie's on eight different medications right now. And hopefully we'll be having a, a successful surgery for enucleation next week. Bonnie, the most beautiful pig. Yes, she's certified the most beautiful guinea pig in the whole wide world. And I feel like my kitties are the most beautiful kitties in the whole world. And Bonnie's got, she's just beautiful. And she's got a little ruffle ear from, she had a growth on her ear that had to be removed. And the ear sort of got stitched together funny. It looks like a little ruffle. Mm. She has one little pink foot. And soon she might have one eye. Oh, be for the best yeah that's why you get two eyes <laughs> so you have a spare and their depth perception isn't that great anyway they can get along fine well just between the two of us we're going to be taking a combined week off after the surgery to make sure that she's got round the clock care yeah this has been pet talk our new segment on this <laughs> time do you have anything for kelly's contradiction corner no, I feel like things got got really harsh. <laughs> and now you're in therapy. <laughs> yeah. I've and, been tr- I've been trying. Like we know to- you're trying. I have been trying and I and I'm not just telling you I'm trying. I've actually like made legitimate steps towards a goal of making myself less obnoxious to you. <laughs> <laughs> just to me. Mm. And anybody else I care about, which is, like, a really short list I can't come up with at the moment. Oh, God. Oh, God, you're the only person in my life. Is that what you want to hear? Yeah. <laughs> you, you could make more friends, though. Oh, should I talk about Prince Four Loco? Yeah. Tell us all about Prince Four Loco. My windows are open. We're, we're done with the TV stuff. Okay. Get into Prince Four Loco. Okay. So, I have to be, I really don't know who can hear me right now. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you, but do you think if Prince Four Loco heard you talking about him, he'd know you call him Prince Four Loco? <laughs> you came up with the name for starters. So <laughs> uh, my front window's closed, so he probably won't be able to hear me. Um, so my neighbors next door 
um, I think they're a brother and a sister and they're about my parents' age. And um, one of them has a son who's about my age who like shows up every once in a while for like two weeks at a time. Like he's like had a falling out with his lady, I guess. And he sometimes has his son with him and he like sits out his like little red pickup truck on the truck bed um, and like just drinks four loco. <laughs> Which is like, it's like Orbit's soda. I didn't even realize you could get that anymore. <laughs> and I was like, he's out there like blasting rap from his truck stereo, drinking for a loco. Like, am I in a movie? <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> um, but I saw the truck again and I'm like, oh my God, I think, I think Prince Four Loco's back. And then I and then I sighted him. I had eyes on four locos. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the situation is. I think that they come over. I think he's mostly around the summer because there's a pool here. But like, he was definitely here for more than a few days last year, and I feel like that might have coincided with <clears throat> disturbances. Uh, speaking of being, <clears throat> are you in a movie? Uh, so you. I think we talked about Ariana's uh, film uh-huh. that she did where I, w- I was a cop and I said yes. stuff like, you can't be in here. This is an active crime scene. She just put together a music video for another <laughs> class that I was not able to be in, but Jordan was in and it was really good. It's like really cohesive and there's these special effects that turned out so well. Uh, and this weekend she has put together a script to take advantage of the Lost Lake location, and I play an uh, axe murderer named Quinn. And I get to have lines like, don't worry, mister, it's safe out here. You an axe murderer? I'm playing against type like that, I don't know if you <laughs> could do that. So I'm really looking forward to it. I will see if I can get links to the other movies and we can share them on our Twitter that Taylor follows. While you are asking her for that, can you ask her if she can get us links to those stop motion videos that played at the film festival too? Yeah. I want to watch that dedicated to Art Bell one again. I I want to watch the one that's the turkey doing the gymnastics routine again. <laughs> It was amazing. Okay. So we're very off topic right now. Very. If somebody, like a film student, asks you to be in a movie, you just say yes. Yes. Just keep showing up. It's hella fun. It was a really good night to see all the different creative work. We talked about that Mm -hmm. um, a few, like a month ago. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. Um, Any last thoughts before we end today's recording? Not at all. Okay, thanks for listening to Sex Time Podcast. We are on Twitter at Sex Time Pod, and we do interact with followers being Taylor. Yep, so if you're a follower, we will also interact with you. Taylor might get a little jealous. He can just suck a lemon. (laughs) All right, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Next time.